Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to Move with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth reporting live from the city of Chicago. Did that sound nice? Can you tell I'm calmer? I'm more relaxed? Okay, don't don't get ahead of yourself, Lauren. The anxiety is already creeping up from that statement. My voice sounds extremely weird, but I have an amazing episode for you guys today, as always. I'm hoping you listen before Thanksgiving, but if not, it's still a great reminder because we're going to talk about some gratitude mood boosters. And I'm also going to be joined by an old friend, Orion, Orion Carlotto, captures the dreamlike beauty of memory. She invites her readers to remember the forgotten and reach into the past. She just released her new book called Film for Her, and it is such a cool story, just her entire journey of how she got to the place she is from the girl I met at YouTube conventions is just amazing. And the craziest thing happened where I actually was in Amazon bookstore after my COVID test before I came to Chicago and I'm walking around the Amazon bookstore trying to make sure my brother has books for the airport and boom on the new bookshelf right in front of Amazon is a bunch of Orion's books and it was epic so I'm so excited that this episode is this week because it felt like fate as well but first before we get into film for her with Orion let's jump into best mood and worst mood of the week I think it's safe to say, obviously, that my best mood is finally being on holiday break. Obviously, being a self-employed gal, you don't exactly get like real breaks. You have to just, you know, figure out your own time to take off. But I did schedule this for a long holiday break. And I'm just so relieved to finally be here. I, I get worked up when thing, I'm leading up to something and I get all weird in my head. But it's truly a best mood to just finally be here. And also have those little life moments of perspective of just like, look, you didn't have to stress so much. Like time flies, but it also is like very important to focus on the moment. And so it just feels nice to be home. It feels nice to be in winter weather. It feels great to be with my family. It feels great to be like even in the same city as my friends, the same time zone and being able to quarantine and then see them and all that great stuff. So the holidays are a little bit different this year, but you have to make the most of what you have, even if it's, you know, definitely unprecedented circumstances. I know we're all going through it in our own individual ways and just try to find the silver linings. I know it can be really difficult, but if you open your mind up to it, you'll actually start to see them. You just have to open up your mind to it. I was talking to a good friend and she canceled her trip because of COVID and you know I just tried to I just tried to give her some mood boosters help her see you know an opportunity instead of a failure of something that you wanted to happen that's not happening and it's just interesting when you open up your mind to that perspective you actually start to see that stuff in your life and it's really really cool I'll get into that more one day but I can promise you it's true and then my worst mood of the week was just really um, first world problems. I'm not going to lie. I it, The only reason I'm talking about it is because it clearly um, is just those like little things. You know when the little things just throw you off? I had a few of those today and they were so fucking stupid. It's kind of insane. Like full meltdown. Mm, not full meltdown. That's very dramatic, which is in character for me. But it was not a full meltdown. It was more like a ugh, ugh, ugh. You know what I mean? Like that kind of meltdown, just like, ugh. does that make sense? I Those are things, those are like ways I describe to my therapist how I feel. So I feel like they're not very helpful. However, it's true. I was so, it was just like, 
being out of my element was my worst mood. Like, yes, it's so nice being home and I'm actually doing a really great job of being productive, having boundaries, doing self-care, feeling good. And then just a few little things started creeping in. And then I'm like, oh, this isn't going the way like this isn't my environment, like just literally stupid shit, like being at Whole Foods and not them not having any of the same shit that I like. And it's more so it's not about like, Ugh, I want what I want. It's more so just I don't do well with changing my environment and kind of adapting like I'm not a free spirit. I'm very high strung and like OCD anxiety ridden. So for me, the little things can definitely affect my mood, but I quickly replace them with that mindset we were just talking about and mood boosters and solution. It's always about solution. Instead of marinating in the problem, I always marinate in the solution. So I let myself get a few (coughs) out and then I just kind of turned into Alexis from Schitt's Creek when I got home and vented to my mom and she was just laughing at me and then I went into solution. So it's not about not feeling your feelings. It's about honoring them like I always tell you guys. And then finding solution. So yes, I'm able to find my kombucha even though it wasn't in the aisle. The cheese puffs that I like weren't in the aisle. I was driving the car, not used to driving in rain. I just felt very out of control of my surroundings. And that is like a deep reflection on my anxiety problems. So it's not just about the kombucha, okay? Even though I'm very upset about the fucking kombucha. It's not just that. That's why I made it my worst mood. If it was that dumb, I wouldn't have made it my worst mood, okay? It's about not being in control and having to go with the flow. And if you're not a fucking free spirit, it's very hard. If you're a free spirit, you probably don't listen to this podcast. Eh, you might. I don't know. Sometimes we go back and forth. That's why we do best and worst mood. Speaking of things I actually like and need at this house, I'm always obviously looking for the best clean nutrition, just stuff that like helps me really stay healthy and active and most importantly, feeling my best. It's all about how I feel. I'm always looking for new products. I love trying new things. I love things that make me feel really good. And it's obviously difficult to find stuff that works. And I'm really happy that I found Orgain because it's actually an absolute game changer. And I feel like everyone should know this. I obviously know this because I'm a psychopath. But after you hit 30, you lose 1% of your collagen every year. So that's why I use stuff like the Orgain Collagen Peptides Powder. And I absolutely love it. Their peptides powder helps me strengthen my hair and nails. And it supports healthy bones and joints which is actually one of the main reasons I wanted to incorporate collagen into my diet is because I'm a 90 year old woman in a 26 year old body and it just makes me feel better I don't have as many flare-ups I just feel like my hair is always the healthiest it can be when I have collagen in my diet and all of their products at Orgain use the cleanest highest quality ingredients they're hand-picked for maximum nutrition and plus the Oregon collagen peptides power is completely odorless and tasteless so you can actually mix into any of your favorite recipes I always love adding collagen into soup I know it sounds a little weird but honestly it's like why not it's kind of like a smoothie but it's savory and you can just add it in it doesn't taste like anything it does it's it just mixes in it's really really great I do like a kind of detox soup and I think I call it that because it's like a trendy word but it has so many benefits for you inside of it and you can also do water coffee smoothies like anything it's super easy Plus, Oregon Collagen Peptide Powder ships right to your door. You can also set up recurring deliveries, and Oregon will ship your favorite products for free. So thanks to Oregon, I finally found the best clean products to help keep me healthy and maintain my glow. And right now, you can save 20% off your first order. Plus, when you subscribe, you can save even more. Go to tryorgain.com slash mood. That's T-R-Y-O-R-G-A-I-N dot com slash mood for 20% off your first order. Plus, extra savings when you subscribe. Tryorgain.com slash mood. Honestly, if you're not like using codes and sales at this time of year, I do not relate. Like I am, I use my own code for everything too. Okay, let's talk about mood boosters. Obviously, collagen is always a mood booster and even for the winter. Oh my God, so amazing. I figured I kind of wanted to tell you guys a mood booster that you can do that I do. And I was thinking about it at dinner and I thought, I actually do this every Thanksgiving. And I know some people can think it's lame or cheesy or whatever, But I just, how I see it is it's just blunt. Like, it's just authentic. It's just the truth. And what I'm referring to is the mood booster of actually texting people, happy Thanksgiving. And whether it's a line, a few lines, whatever you feel comfortable with, I always text 
like so many people on Thanksgiving because it's like the one time of year I can express gratitude to other people and it not just be after maybe something that happened or they did for me. It's just kind of like happy Thanksgiving with an extra mood booster for someone else and in turn it boosts your mood. So I know it sounds a little lame but I actually do it every year. I I don't really text anyone Merry Christmas because usually it's a lot of commotion too but on Thanksgiving for some reason like I don't know like I'm just someone that's really into gratitude and affirmations just in general like literally since high school me and my girlfriends always just say let's play the affirmation game which is literally you just go around and give each person (laughs) affirmations I swear on my life I don't know why we're so weird but I just I love love and I love people knowing how much I appreciate them And if you're not someone who maybe sends those texts often, Thanksgiving is always like a perfect time to do it. I just, I don't know. It makes me feel good. It's genuinely a mood booster because I like people knowing how I feel. Like I'm someone that's really weird. And I'm like, no, I want you to know. I want us to be on the same page. I want to express my feelings. Like I have no problem texting people. Thank you. And I'm grateful for this affirmations, all that stuff. So try it. Just try it. Even if it's not Thanksgiving, maybe you do it whenever you listen to this episode. Maybe it's a sign that you should push yourself outside of your comfort zone. It really, really is great. And I think you're going to enjoy it. My next mood booster is shocking. It's my Kindle. Okay, so I know I said I whipped my Kindle out, but I had a bad book on it. Okay, I didn't like the book I was reading. So it it was hard to get into it. But now I'm on the Kindle grind. I'm reading Where the Crawdads Sing right now, finally. Because I know they're making it into a movie and I need to read it before it becomes a film or else it's a total waste because the movie will obviously ruin it or just be different. You just need to experience both. Okay, so I'm reading that. I'm not that far in it because I keep getting distracted with Black Friday sales and deals and codes. Like I said, like literally I'll be my mind. My ADD is so bad. My mind starts drifting from the page and I'm like countertops, lamps, like Best Buy, like fully turning into a 45 year old suburban mom and I'm like not mad about it at all and then the other book that I'm reading which is such a big mood booster is The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein and I know I told you guys about You Could Heal Your Life and it was honestly such a good book for book club because it you know it caused such great conversation there was some more controversial things Michelle and I talked about it on the podcast a few weeks ago and I just feel like once I got to the more like controversial stuff and just not as much solution and understanding I I got what I needed from it and I feel like I have it I can always go back and now that I was on my Kindle I was like okay well I'm not gonna buy the same book twice and my sponsor actually said you should really read this book and she does a lot of work with A Course in Miracles, which is like a really good book as well that I'm going to do at some point and actually do like a workshop through. And so I'm reading this book and I just feel like if you understand the way I talk and you digest like kind of what I'm saying well, I think you'll really like this because I have been taking notes while reading it just because I want to remember things. And I want, I like, there's so many things I would highlight in this book that almost taking it to the next level of writing it down separately and pausing and taking the time to do that, I feel you're more particular with what you write down because highlighting is so easy. You're like, circle, star, highlight, yay, yay, yay. But when you know you're writing it down, you, it really makes the messages you need stand out to you more. And I just really, really love her perspective because it's so so similar to mine just with some extra like anecdotes and we have similar journeys and stories and I guess just anxieties and like all that stuff and so I feel like it actually does have a lot of solution I relate to it a lot in the sense of how I work with my therapist how I work with my recovery and so I really really like it I've been taking tons of notes I think it's really grounding to just have that book on my kindle have my little moleskin next door and just write it's really been just getting me off my phone I've honestly barely I know I've only been in Chicago for a few days but I've truly barely been on my phone at all all I do is work a little bit in the beginning of the day or the end of the day and then I kind of just read and lounge and it's been such a nice mood booster just slowing down and not getting myself so worked up like not being like okay can 2020 end because like obviously in reality I'm like wrap this shit up like I'm done like let's go January and I keep saying no matter what happens in the new year 
I know that I'm going to be okay and I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to invest in myself because that's all I can control. All I can control is me and my actions and my solutions. And I think this book is a really good book that I think will really boost your moods before the end of the year. And it's going to be interesting what my mood boosters become over this little second round of quarantine because I'm not in my environment and I don't really have my stuff. And it feels weird buying things when it's not for my home because I'm like, well, do I really want to buy this candle at Whole Foods? Because it's like, I'm not going to, it's not going to be in my house. It's not mine. So it's interesting. I turn into like a little like Chicago version of Lauren. So I think you guys will enjoy it. And I'm looking forward to figuring out some new, unique, different mood boosters for you guys. Because right now I feel like you can kind of tell where my head's at. You can kind of tell with what I'm leaning on and looking forward to. My mood boosters are honestly like taking time for myself, like making personal boundaries, not being a pushover, not saying yes to everything, kind of taking care, putting my oxygen mask on first so then I can take care of everyone else. And before I would just not put on my oxygen mask and take care of everyone around me till I was suffocating. And it trust me, it doesn't end well. And you can actually take care of people better and do more stuff when you actually just honor your feelings and your needs. And if you don't vocalize your needs, you can't expect them to be met. So another mood booster for me is just honesty and just really honoring, like I said, honoring my feelings and communicating them with what I need because you can never be mad at someone for not giving you something that you never asked for. No one in your life is a mind reader. So try to take care of yourself, whether you're on break, whether you're going home, whether it's you know Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever it is. Take care of yourself. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. We're going to get through this. We're going to have amazing mood boosters. I have so many amazing guests. And it's so funny because now I'm at the point where I use the term mood booster in my everyday life. I My friends were all super, super down last week, super stressed about, you know, the world, obviously, and getting sick. And I literally said, okay, let's turn the posi vibes back up. Let's each text our mood booster what we're going to do to, like, have a nice night. And it literally worked. And then sometimes I'm just like, oh, yeah, like that's a mood booster or oh, I really need a mood booster right now. Like it's so weird. This podcast is like taking over my life. It, I literally will be reading and I'll just be thinking of what I want to talk to you guys about. So it's interesting. And we've come a long way since last year, you guys. Maybe we'll do a little um, year recap like mood version on the podcast so let me know on instagram at mood with lauren elizabeth and at lauren elizabeth don't forget we're going to be having some great holiday deals sales new drops potentially on at lauren elizabeth collection so just make sure to follow along there's a lot in store chicago lauren is churning out for you guys okay we are coming through i'm not going to leave you guys hanging over the holidays i got you you know what else has got you? Fight camp. So basically, there's really nowhere to work out right now. And most workouts are really not that exciting. But honestly, there's nothing more exciting than learning boxing and kickboxing, okay? Because it's like a skill. You have to learn it. You have to be good at it. They used to call me Lights Out Lauren when I was boxing more. So I'm trying to get back into it. I hope this time next year I can be like, I boxed so much because... It's so good for you, you guys. It like makes you so toned. It makes you feel so good. It's such a mood booster. And now that we are working from home, there's maybe not access to a good boxing gym. You really, really need to check out Fight Camp. They provide everything you need to start boxing from home, okay? So that means amazing at-home boxing equipment along with new boxing and bodyweight workouts released every single week. So you think it sounds maybe a little masculine or something like that, but it's literally not at all. Boxing is one of my absolute favorite workouts and you will see incredible results and just feel this adrenaline. Maybe if you have anxiety, this is such a good way to just box it out. I'm telling you, you guys, it's like my favorite thing and I talk about it all the time. Basically, Fight Camp brings the boxing and kickboxing gym to you. You fight hardened trainers that combine cardio and conditioning in a full body workout. And it's made for absolute beginners to experience boxing for the first time. It's a great way to learn. There's so many different trainers. There's different programs. It comes with all the gear you need. And you can continuously get better. So it's actually really fun because you do see yourself getting better. And then all of a sudden you're like this little girl and you're like, yeah, I could beat you up. I'm just totally kidding. Like you just get really toned and you feel really good. Also, it's a great holiday gift. So maybe if there's someone in your life that you think would love Fight Camp, it's the perfect gift for anyone who wants to take their fitness to the next level or for someone who has struggled to finding a workout that keeps them excited. So Fight Camp is the gift to give the entire family enjoy and get competitive on. 
FightCamp offers flexible financing for as low as 0% APR and $0 down. And right now, as a limited-time holiday offer, get free shipping and a gift valued up to $109 with every FightCamp package. Just go to joinfightcamp.com mood. That's right. Get free shipping and a gift valued up to $109 with your purchase. Bring an authentic boxing and kickboxing gym into your home with Fight Camp. To get your free gift, just go to joinfightcamp.com slash mood. Joinfightcamp.com slash mood. Okay, guys, we are going to be joined by Orion. I'm going to just dive into everything with her. I'm just so proud of her. I'm so excited for her. I'm so excited to get her book when I'm back home because I was not letting my mom take it as a coffee table book. Okay. It is so cute. I literally on the podcast, I'm like, how did you know green is my new favorite accent color? Like, I just don't understand how she's so cool. And I'm just honestly lucky to know her as a person. And she is so gifted and her story is so inspiring, and I loved having her on. So enjoy today's Current Mood Combo with Orion. Okay, guys, for today's Current Mood Combo, I have Orion here. And if you guys don't know, we go so far back. You, are, you, you have evolved into what I like to think of as the most desirable type of person to look like on Instagram. Like Stop. <laughs> you literally like your feed, your brand, your face, it's just everything is so impeccable, but more importantly, how are you doing? Oh, that was too much. That's thank you. Um I'm doing well and also like your growth. Can we talk Can we talk about Where the did we even growth? start? Like Literally, I was the last time I saw you at like a playlist live, dare I say? Like probably I know, I know. Well, actually dare the actual last time I saw you, we played tennis, but Oh yeah, we did. We did play tennis. We both won like petty awards, even though like I'm not good at tennis. They're like, here's a trophy to like make you feel a little bit better for how bad you did. And I was like, Where's uh, the jewelry? <laughs> yeah. Why why can't we go home with this? It's um, fine, we're fine. Um, no, yeah. God, ew life playlist live those whole that whole moment in history it was a moment it needed to have its moment and I'm glad that it did but here we are We're I'm just like so yeah it's like it, you genuinely just like when I look at your profile I'm like I feel like no one understands that like I knew this person just like as a youtuber as yeah. so did you knowing me that way but like you are have just grown into this like smart stunning gorgeous human being like genuinely from the inside out and like how did you honestly before we even get to the incredibleness that is what you're launching this week that I'm so freaking excited about I have so much to say uh, stop. how did you like when did you start kind of like making this switch into just like being more authentically curated to the woman you were growing into does that make sense on the internet like yeah. being on it for so long Right. No, I think really growing up in the world, I, I've been mentioning this so much, but like Tumblr, it was kind of this like space for me to create these mood boards of like this life that I really wanted to live. And with all of these brands and, uh, you know, furniture and just like aesthetic and lifestyle. But, you know, I couldn't, I lived in Georgia. I, that was so far removed from anything that I could ever be interested in. And so I think throughout the years with, you know, becoming an adult and moving to a city that doesn't belong to me and making my own little life for myself, um, I've been able to kind of bring my mood boards to life in this vision that I've always wanted for myself to life. Um, now that it's definitely more accessible and acceptable where I live. Um, and it's been wonderful, I think kind of like tying into all of the things that I love and not really knowing if anybody will care about it. But for, for the sake of my own sanity, I love it. So I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to post about it and, and continue to like study and get better at what I do. Um, it's just been, yeah, this interesting journey of really educating myself on not just like enjoying a pretty picture of, you know, a piece of fashion or a design element and like actually really studying like who the designer is and, and what, you know, or who the architecture is and, and why it's so cool and why it's so special and why everyone's so drawn to it. I think it's really grown my love for, and also, you know, with poetry as well, reading um, poets and just diving into this world of knowing has been a different perspective in everything that I do. And it's been really fun. Before I jump into the poetry, I do want to know just like the general 
question of just like when you you say you dive into the knowing and it, it's such like you said it's like an amazing beautiful feeling when you you for me too as an adult it's you can actually feel those transitions and you're aware of them mm-hmm. whereas you're younger they're just happening so fast and you have like you're fearless and you can do anything and now it's like you said like you're looking at it more clearly do you did you ever have that phase of like oh I don't know if I want to be like the real authentic version of myself and make these things come to life. Cause it is scary because I haven't been doing it or you did like you set yourself up for that because of the mood boards and stuff. Or did you ever kind of have that struggle of like, I want to reinvent myself, rebrand myself, or do you feel like it's been flowing for you? Um, a little bit of both. I think it definitely at the beginning, it was a lot worse because what people knew of me on the internet was, you know, the whole YouTube, like funny side of myself and not to say that that's changed or I'm like dimming that down in any sense, but when I wanted to get more into the things that I also really love, I was like, nobody's going to take me serious. They're going to think I'm like just doing this for some sort of like aesthetic or show or like, you know, whatever it is or whatever it may be. I was, it was that fear of, yeah, like nobody's going to take what I love to do very seriously. And, but now it's been more of like a flow. Everything just sort of, you know, ties naturally together and there's less of that fear. Um, I think obviously coming to terms with the sense that, you know, we're all multifaceted people. We're not, you know, succumb to one like personality trait or uh, desire or liking for something, you know, you can be giggly and funny and have that, you know, your personality, but you could also like more elevated things and can sit down and read a fucking Bukowski book if you want, you know, <laughs> like, like, you don't just have to be funny and you can still be like deep and cool. I think that was actually yeah. one of the biggest struggles when you said like people knew me from YouTube and, you know, like being like personality funny, like that was like, well, now I want to talk about serious things and is anyone going to care? But it's, you know, yeah. it's like you said, like you can tell too that like all of a sudden it's almost like this turnover too. Like you have these people, like you're releasing your second book. Like Mm -hmm. that's just insane. And it's, it's, it's showed that you did something that I, if, when I met you, I would have never thought that just because we were different, you know, versions of ourselves back then. And now you're able to continue to do that. And it's just for me as someone that just genuinely knows you from your younger self, I'm like, this is just the coolest like win for like our community ever. And I want you to talk to me about how you went from like, were you writing on Tumblr? Did you start reading and then writing your own stuff? Like what was the actual just kind of journey to creating your first book now to your second book for you? Yeah, no, I've always, always was reading uh, poetry and literature before. And it was something I've always admired. And, um, I would, I would write as well, but I, you know, would journal or like, I actually, like, I went back home not too long ago to go vote. And my mom handed me like a a handful of old journals and like reading back, I was like, Oh my, I was so emotional for no reason. Like I legitimately had a, uh, journal and the front of it was called dear life by Orion Vanessa Carlotto. <laughs> so that was technically my first book. Was but, life um, okay? Like, was life uh, no, okay? Apparently, apparently it wasn't. It was very, like, very tumultuous for me at that moment, <laughs> uh, looking back at it. But yeah, it was, it, poetry was something that felt very, you know, personal. It's a space for me to really, where I found a home and, and where I could put all of my feelings and I'm somebody who's very notorious for hiding how I feel and masking, you know, it's very easy to not be vulnerable as sincerity can be a very scary thing. And so poetry was that space where I was able to do that very privately. And, but my love for it grew so much and I knew how great I felt reading a piece from a poet who I admired, who gave me the access to read their words, you know, because they could have very much kept that to themselves as well. And never did I, you know, think to myself like, oh, like my work is just as good as blank. So I should be able to post it. But I was right. like, you know what, I, I would li- I would like to share my words and, and to see if, you know, it makes sense to anyone else, because this is such a big part of me that um, would be, you know, silly to kind of like hide. And Um, you know, I went through my first like real taste of heartbreak and accumulated so much work from that. And I was like, you know what? I'm just kind of like, I should just do something with this. Like I, it's serving me, like I serves no purpose to me anymore. Like I don't need it. It doesn't belong to me anymore. So how, how 
bad and terrible would it be to, you know, share it with other people? And originally I wanted to, you know, self-publish and that was something I was working hard to do. But it's funny because you say that, I, I think it goes with like with anything you're working on, you're like, oh, like I'm doing this thing. But if there's not really anyone pushing you to do it, you're not actually getting it done. So yeah. for so long, I was like, yeah, I'm writing a book. And I wasn't actually writing a book. I was sitting in front of a computer and staring at a program that was staring right back at me. <laughs> and I think it, it really took just continuously posting my work online for one of my dream publishers, um, who was really solely focusing on poetry. Um, not a lot of people. I mean, still, I'm kind of struggling with, and the world is struggling with people taking poetry seriously. Right. Uh, modern poetry, I, I guess, not poetry in general. So it was, yeah, a publisher that was actually giving modern poets a chance to share their voice and publish a book. And um, I'd seen it been done and I got an, I was literally on my way to work one day. I was working retail at American Apparel and got an email from the editor, the senior editor there and was just like, hey, like we came across your work and we'd love to like, are you working on a book? We'd love to like do something with you. And it really was the magic and beauty of the internet and having some sort of platform to be able to share, you know, my words with everyone and it going across the right eye at the right time. It's just, first of all, I just had to say just to like the <laughs> universe, like I literally have recorded almost like three podcasts back to back and they've all piggybacked off each other in the craziest way of like literally just talking to someone about how exactly what you said of you taking that chance and just deciding to share your work like mm -hmm. literally rewarded you in like the most full body chill way ever. Like I didn't even know that that's how your first deal came about. And it's just, it is the coolest thing I've ever heard because posting your stuff online at that vulnerable of like an intimate look into your life, like that must've been not terrifying in the most like dramatic sense of the word, but just yeah. kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, should I do this? Yeah, it felt well because it felt amateur. Like mm. I like posting it, I didn't, you know, I knew I wasn't the and I still today I don't think I'm like the fucking best poet of all time and there's so much more I need to learn and there's so much more that I'm going to experience that I'm going, you know, that will show my work in the future, but it the, the a first time feeling of posting that it, it felt amateur I was like I don't know if this is good like I literally have not showed this to anyone else but the internet like that's the worst place to start <laughs> if I want to share anything that I've done personally but I did it and um and I don't know if everyone was lying to me or if they were all being honest and they thought it was good but apparently I it continued so Apparently it got you two books. So whoever's Apparently, lying yeah. to you is doing a very good and might I say aesthetically pleasing job. Yeah. They need to come out and just let me know right now. It's been a hoax this entire yeah, time. Yeah, it's been a like I'm waiting for it. Yeah, exactly. And it, you know, I think it's so funny too of just being that kind of self-awareness person because it's something that I speak almost exactly about myself the way that you are and when mm -hmm. I hear you say it it's like you don't need to say that like I you know what I mean it's like I know like I got you yes yeah. we, kn we know we're not the greatest I sit down with my brother and he's like all you could really be that's really better than you is Jeff Bezos and anything yeah, else yeah. we're all pretty much equal <laughs> like and so yeah. it's like you know it's like putting yourself the self-awareness side of mm -hmm. you did you ever feel like you had to kind of work around that? And like, did you kind of take a more like honesty of really telling people, like letting people in of like to your journey of the writing process and like getting the book? And have you found interest in people, not just on the vulnerability side, but even just kind of like that character growth and posting and like getting to the point of publishing a book? Like, is that a story that you think, you know, your community is also super involved in as well? Yeah, I... It, it's, I think it really starts at that moment of, you know, obviously when you work on something, you want to be great at it and you don't want to half ass something that you're, you know, promoting or that's something that you're supposed to be. And it really starts at comparing yourself to your idols and like, am I going to be as great? Like, I love this person so much for this reason. And like, I could only hope and imagine, you know, being at that place one day, but that is the root of all evil. And I don't, I've literally trained my brain to never do that because I used to do it so often. 
because you know so many reasons why we love the people who we admire is because they have their own voice they separated themselves away and just enough to the right degree that we chose them to enjoy like all the writers i love all the musicians i love all the fashion designers they did things with their own touch and their own voice and and it takes finding that in yourself in order to share that with other people so the moment like yeah i stopped finding that comparison or trying to be as great as someone else is when I was really able to take a step back and like find who I am and be able to share that in a very true and organic way um, where I'm not, you know, worried about measuring up to the success of someone else. Yeah. It's, it's becomes more about making yourself proud and then just whatever that work you're proud of, just being able to share it to see if it connects with anyone else quick break to talk to you about my dogs. Yes. I love my dogs and that's why I only want the best care for them. So if your dog has skin issues, you'll want to give them the products that natural dog company has. I spoil my dogs. I'm not going to lie. I, they're, they don't know it and it's very frustrating, but it's true. I'm like, do you know how spoiled you are? Stella crying at the end of the bed. Like, oh, it's so frustrating. I just want them to be able to say thank you. I mean, it's Thanksgiving for God's sake. Obviously you guys know Frenchies have a lot of different issues, even if it's just skin conditions and allergies and nothing really helps like the itching and flaky skin, even hair loss or hot spots. Also, some of the artificial ingredients and chemicals um, actually make their skin worse. And it's really confusing. I'm not going to lie because you can't be like, what's wrong with you, dog? And so Natural Dog Company was such an amazing discovery for me because they have the solutions, you guys. Today is really all about thanks and solutions. Wow. 85% of dogs have experienced skin irritation in the form of hot spots, allergies, or rashes. And trust me, you do not want to know where Stella's last rash was, but this literally saved our lives and a lot of money at the vet. Now there's real relief that really works. All of these conditions your dog struggles with, true healing at last from Natural Dog Company. So it heals and prevents itching and scratching and discomfort, which, you know, if your dog is itching, you're like, what's going on with you? And so I use the skin and coat supplements to treat from the inside. And for the outside of your dog, you can use their skin soother healing balm. That one is really, really helpful, especially when traveling and just how the allergies and like the weather change. And when it works, it actually works really fast. So sometimes you can see the relief in seconds it makes my life so much easier you have no idea natural dog products are made with all natural ingredients obviously i would never steer you in the wrong direction and they are vet tested and vet approved and vet recommended so my vet actually approved all of these as well stella like i said had a little bit of an incident i thought she had an infection but in reality it turned out to be just a rash so these are amazing they're made in small batches in the united states and no toxins or unknown ingredients, you're getting the very, very best. So if your dog is spoiled like mine, I have a special offer for you guys. It's a very limited time offer for my listeners. And you get 20% off your order from Natural Dog Company. That's right, 20% off your entire order. Just go to naturaldogcompany.com slash mood to make sure you get your 20% off. Naturaldogcompany.com slash mood. Get a holiday gift, you guys. Naturaldogcompany.com slash mood. I don't think my grandma listens to this because she doesn't understand podcasts, but she's getting the stuff for Christmas because she has a Frenchie. Now back to the podcast. What was it like releasing your first book after obviously, you know, releasing all this poetry? And I mean, because like when I saw you releasing, I never was like, oh, she's just posting poetry on her Instagram, right? Like that to me felt like I know Orion, like I, like this makes sense. Like I, like this is her. And then the book, it was like, wow. Right. And were you, what was your like mood and how are you feeling? Like when you actually had to write and then when the book actually came out and you got the response from the people that were buying your book, like literally what was that like? It feels insanely surreal because it was a moment, it was definitely this moment where people were really beginning to take me serious um, in a way that I felt really proud of. Um, you know, it wasn't just like a YouTuber with a book, it was a poet with a book. And that felt very, very rewarding, especially with how much work that I'd been, that I had put into it and, and put into, you know, trying to make this special. And obviously my perspective on it now is much different from when it came out because um, now there's there's so much growth now. I look back at the book and I'm like, oh my god, so Stop. immature, <laughs> so mature. All the things that I wrote, but I mean that's that's a wonderful thing. At least I can look back and you know be like, well, not really my taste now, but I 
there's growth and you always want to grow as an artist mm. or a creator, whatever it is you do. Um, it's good to be able to, to, you know, look back and be like, well, there's some changes I would have made now that you've matured a little bit. But um, that being said, yeah, it was very surreal. Um, it was amazing to really be taken seriously. And with, you know, the birth of what's coming out now, it's like, I have the title as writer poet and that's the first thing people you know think of when they when they um think of me and it's not you know this whatever else you know bad taste in your mouth people look at influencers with a bad taste in their mouth and you know at the end of the day like we are influencers that's life um it's what we started off doing but it's really great life is happening in my oh in my, my god world. life is going on during my life, podcast life is, yeah wow what? Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, it's been it's been amazing to be actually be taken serious. It, it was terrifying, granted, um, so scary. But I think when I released it, I was like, not looking back, move on to the next, keep going. Yes. It's fine. Um, but it's wonderful seeing how many people, even to this day, I feel like Flux really kind of picked up a lot over the past two years, ra- rather than when it first came out. And um, how many people were able to relate to something that was it is so far removed from me now. That's the coolest part. It's like, you're like, Oh, that's so immature. I'm like, yeah, but there's someone like younger who like needs that like right now. Yeah. And you're able to, cause it's, you know, it's almost that thing of, if you didn't release it like that, what that piece of art, like wouldn't be in the world. And it's so cool. Just like starting before you're ready and, mm-hmm. you know, faking it till you make it. And like, now you're just like, so happy that you're doing what you love, but you keep saying, you know, people take you seriously. And I'm like, all I want is to be taken seriously. Like it's all of our dreams and hope. And you, you know, you said that you, the flux and now film for her, like, what is, how do you feel like for, for you, just like personally, when you're saying like, oh, I've, I've grown so much past that. Like, so what is this new book like then? Like, what do you feel like is kind of what people are getting and where you were at when you were writing it? Yeah. So I took three years off before, you know, writing this second one. And it was really because Flux was so focused on one theme and that the theme was heartbreak and and angst and um, just this world of sadness and really no pockets of hope much at all, really. (laughs) And um, it came, but it was this type of heartbreak that hovered above anger and not to say that uh, I should never invalidate my own feelings or or my own anger that I felt, but as I reflected on it throughout the years, there were so many moments that I, I should have just stopped and looked at, take a look at myself and really, instead of blaming someone else for how they made me feel, just like take a step back and, you know, heal the parts of myself that needed to be healed. And in those in those years, really, I think, so much of my life was focused on these high points and these low points. Um, You know, what's the next big thing I get to brag about? Or, you know, when's somebody going to really hurt me and I'm not going to get out of bed for days that I rarely, you know, seldom ever took time to look at what was happening in between all of those moments and why everything leading up to those moments are so special and are so important. And, um, you know, it's easy as a writer and as a poet to look back at the romances in your life and reflect on that and write about that. But I have found that some of the greatest love I've ever shared with people have been in my own friendships or with my family or, you know, my own growth within myself. And I really wanted to document that with this next book and really appreciate life in a light where I hadn't for so long. Um, so it's definitely this, this new chapter and I, you know, I'm sure in a few years, I'll probably look back at it and be like, oh, I wish you, there's so much more to know. And that's the wonderful thing about life is that there is so much more to know. and There's so much more to learn, but, um, yeah, it's this perfect sentiment for my early twenties of just, you know, figuring it out and being okay with the despair and not being angry and feeling like a victim of sadness when it's really just a learning curve. First of all. We all know now why she's a writer poet. I'm like, <laughs> can we just make that entire thing into just a book itself? Like, I was just like, yes, yes, yes. And I was like, I could cry. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, like, oh my God, it's it's so true because obviously, you know, there's stages of grief and 
it's not to say, like you said, it's not to say that, oh, you shouldn't have been angry about that, but there is there. It's so funny on the podcast week to week, we always do best mood or I do best mood, worst mood of the week. And it's like, no, like it is so much about the in-between moments and it's not mm-hmm. just identifying as like the best or the worst and fluctuating just high and low, high and low. Like you can be in the middle and find like those moments yeah. of light and I almost, what I was thinking too, cause I I'm so emotional, but then I'm so business oriented. And oh, yeah. so I'm like half about to cry. And the other part, I was like, you should sell them as a bundle companion set. They need to read them together. <laughs> they need to know that there's life after the darkness. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Hell yeah. I need to know what, where is the title? How did you think of the title? Fil- it's film for her. Yeah. It's film for her. And it, it started off before it was a book. It was an Instagram account um, where I would, yeah. Yes. So it's, yeah, yeah. Started off as an. I didn't even think it was going to turn into a book by any means, but it was. Very- first, stop right now. You're insane. You've literally. You're like, well, it started on Instagram, then I started another Instagram account, and now it's another <laughs> book. Continue. You're nuts. Continue. No. Yeah. No. So it was. Well, I genuinely didn't think it was going to turn into a book because it was these photographs I was taking that they weren't special. They were. They really were like mundane to the definition to the core of it all very boring like not curated what I'm typically used to but that's what I loved so much about it was there wasn't a curation it was just these snippets of my life that I felt important enough to um, you know take pictures of and the difference of you know my my normal writing with poetry was that film for her was attaching photos with some sort of short story and Mm -hmm. um, I, I was never like really known for or used to um, writing short story, but I loved it so much. And so, you know, I was like, let's make a book out of this. It would be very, you know, especially with poetry, with Flux, like I said, it was, it hovered above like one theme. Right. Um, Whereas this, I had so much more to talk about. And um, I felt like adding photographs to it really would drag my point across as much as I wanted it to. And yeah, so it started off on Instagram and film for her there's really nothing incredibly deep to the title I I just really loved the way it sounded because I, I love the way it sounds <laughs> yeah it, it sounds wonderful and people always ask like who is her like who is she and I'm like her is anyone you want it to be it could be you it could be a friend it could be a sister she's just an entity she's a feeling she's a moment she is she's me. whatever she is you she, she is, is me she, I am her you. you are her and yeah so that's that's film for her I love I'm so excited to read it and like selfishly it is just so my aesthetic and I'm so (sighs) excited to put it on my car I already have like a spot where I was like (laughs) how did she know I'm having a thing for green like oh my god I'm like literally having a moment and the one cool thing I did think of too that I always talk about is like um, we, I always do like mood boosters. And when you were kind of just talking about like, you know, it's hard for you to be vulnerable. You kind of hide it and poetry became this thing for you. I was almost just like, oh my God, this is like kind of like a mood booster in a sense of like, in, you know, my branding version is so much less, um, poetic, obviously where I'm like, booster. but it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you are finally able to release. Like it's always, is it journaling? Is it gratitude journal? And it's like, such a place do you feel like when you're not like writing a, a book that that's mm-hmm. still a place where you're kind of like releasing emotions and figuring out your moods and just yeah. helping yourself grow in general yeah I always suggest I mean I neglected it so much this past year in a year where like I should have oh, taken advantage of it <laughs> yeah. yeah I know and I, I should have taken advantage of it it was just like I think I just finished writing the book and I'm like yeah. I cannot like no but I used to every single day journal before I went to bed, even if I had the most unproductive day doing nothing, just like at least a couple sentences just to say how I feel. And um, I would love to go back to that one because it was, you know, a great way to end your day, you know, great way to just release everything, but also like a little time capsule to look back on. And like I said, even talking about when my mom handed me all those other journals, it's like, why I was feeling that way at one point, like who would have fucking known? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, journaling is a thousand percent the way to go. And it, and that's another thing. I think people fear journaling. Cause they're like, Oh, like I'm not a good writer, but it's like, journaling is like meant for you. Like nobody's going to read it. You don't have to be poetic. You don't have to like write a sonnet on paper. Just 
it just say how you feel on paper and you'll, you'll feel so much better. And it's like, it's getting you off your phone or technology, like putting mm-hmm. them into paper. It's like you said, it's a time cops capsule. I'm pretty sure we kept a quarantine journal, like my entire family, but we mm-hmm. would all like write it. My mom was like, you have to write in the quarantine journal. And I was like, oh my God, mom, you need to calm so down. So cute. Though. Now it's like the funniest times time capsule of the most insane year ever. <sighs> and it's that like your amazing. mom handing you that book must've just been like hysterical even though it's like why is this so dark it's like I don't because you don't I feel like I don't know my 16 year old self anymore yeah no exactly and you're gonna look back at that quarantine like I wish I did that every like even if I like wrote one day like today I laid in bed for 12 hours and (laughs) and peed twice like I would love to know that today I would love to know what I was doing in March yeah I mean oh god it's a little, you know, it's a little, I, I don't know when we're not going to all be triggered by the word 2020, but when you aren't writing, cause like you said, you, you know, you, you finished writing a book. So like, obviously, you know, journaling is probably not going to be your go-to like, what, what do you do to then kind of, as you're growing and being more in touch with like your moods and just taking care of yourself and your relationships, mm-hmm. what are your kind of like go-to things to kind of ground yourself or just boost your mood and just those little good nuggets that aren't just scrolling yeah. on Instagram sometimes. Um, Obviously, every morning making my favorite cup of coffee, that is the best start to my day. But one thing that I recently, well, two things, I guess, is I have all of these passions, but they are very, like, I know very little about them. Mm. Like, I want to get into, like, knowing more about it, but I'm like, I love this, but I only know so little about it. So lately it's been like, actually, whatever hobby it is I want to do, like actually doing it or reading more about it. Um, So studying and like actually trying to, for someone, you know, who didn't go to college, like I didn't have those years to like read up on things that matter in, in, in certain sense, in a certain sense. So Studying up on things, I know it sounds incredibly boring, but it has made me feel smarter. So I have a YouTube video where in the middle, I'm like, I know this sounds super boring, but I just feel like I didn't go to school. Like I literally, cause I had, (laughs) that was my mental breakdown over quarantine of like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be an influencer. Like I want to learn. And then I was like, okay, I guess I could do both. Um, so (laughs) I, I totally get it. And I think it's actually one of the coolest things to keep continuing learning as an adult, especially because you can actually learn about things you're interested in. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just, it makes you so much smarter and brings so much more joy to your life and learning about new things and getting excited. So I completely, completely yeah. agree. It's not lame at all. It is we are so just much on the fun. same wavelength. I just don't write poetry. You know what you I mean? Get, I get, no, but you're poetic in your own way. Right. Like I like, oh, how am I forgetting? Like, I'm so good at rapping. Like, obviously I'm exactly. poetic in my own way. Hello. <laughs> I, mean, Hello. I, I mean, do you ever just try to like turn it into a song? No. Um, almost all the time and it always fails. Okay. Well, we won't be looking out for a song from you, but let everyone know where (laughs) they can go follow you. Your book is out next week. Go tell everyone where (laughs) they can get it and pre-order and follow along with everything. Cause clearly there's another book coming in the works. All she has to do is start another Instagram account. You guys, (laughs) she's just, she's just working. What's, what's happening next? Um, yeah, all of my socials are Orion Vanessa. You can find me Find me on the internet, you know, doing my thing, tweeting absurdities, you know, a little Google search. Um, and my book, yeah, it comes out November 17th and it is across, you know, all, all places on the internet that sells books, whether that be major indie and in stores on the 17th. Oh, I'm so proud of you. And thank you so much for coming on mood. I'm so excited thank to read you. it. I will definitely post it before I read it because I, I think with my aesthetic mind first, so I apologize, but I, pr- I actually no, am going to read it. it. So I get it. I want everyone else to as well. Thank you so much and go shop thank her book. You, you guys.